Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Speaking of leisurely breakfasts. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I bought these last night, so this is my breakfast now. Tyrell's crisps. We're doing a lot of branding recently. <laughs> I really want sponsorship. <laughs> All right. We'll wait till Alison's finished chewing, and then we'll start. Sorry, that's gross. <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> you know who can't cope with that is Alex. Alex can't even cope with me having a sip of my tea. Oh, I'm so sorry, Alex. <laughs> Welcome to Women Talking Bollocks, a podcast where you'll hear, well, three women talking utterly bollocks. What you won't hear is anyone nattering on about fashion, makeup, diets, or those blinking Kardashians. I'm not even sure I know who they are, if I'm honest. But what you will hear is some uplifting, irreverent chat with myself, Jen Brister, and my two very dear friends, comedians and women, the very wonderful, if slightly eccentric, Maureen Younger, and the dashing, kind, charisma bomb that is Alison June Smith. Well, guys, I'm wearing my new knitted top. I knew you would be. Look at that. The intricate detail up at the top. Very nice. Very nice. That is bloody difficult to do. I am pointing to those who are listening to the lacy bit at the top, which is very, very difficult. Most difficult pattern I've ever done. Maureen, I'm so impressed with that. I I, I genuinely don't even know. I don't understand uh, how anyone is capable of doing that. It looks it looks great. I know it was an effort, but it looks great. Well done. Oh, honestly, because you've got to do every row is different. So, like, if you got the if you did the pattern wrong, you had to unravel and unravel, then do the pattern again, and then unravel and because you're knitting on loops. So, if you unravel, you kind of lose the stitch. It's anyway, but it was a it was a good project for me to do. I really enjoyed it. And uh, didn't take you didn't take you that long. I didn't. No, think. it didn't take me that long. It's well, up, apart from the lacy bit, it's quite an easy knit. It's just the lacy bit that took blinking ages. Yeah, but compared to that red one, I felt like the red one took forever. But this yeah, one, you seem to bash out. Yeah, I did take a long time to, to knit that. But yeah, so that was it. So thanks to Maggie. And also, obviously, I've been doing my new jigsaw. Can I see your face, please, Maureen? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've really enjoyed looking at your at your tits for the last... Well, most people do, to be fair. Two to three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute pleasure. But please, let me see your face. Okay. And my was going... Da, da, da. Hey. Oh, Maureen. Oh, so, yeah, so I've, so been, I've been doing hobbies. That's what I've been doing. I know. But your but... jigsaw uh, its done, isn't it? You've done it. Well yes. done. How did wow. that feel? To put the last the last <laughs> jigsaw piece into the jigsaw. How was that? Must have been an incredible feeling. I do. Uh, you... There is, there is did... a sense of achievement. You know, but did actually, you ride quite... on that high for a while? <laughs> you know what's quite good is because you kind of, um, you think something goes somewhere and then it goes somewhere else. Do you know what I mean? It's quite good at problem solving. It's, yeah. you know, I kind of like it. I... I genuinely like a jigsaw, as you know. So, and also it keeps you in the present because, as you know, I have a tendency to spiral sometimes. And so it, you know, when you're doing a jigsaw, it's particularly the complicated one that I'm doing. You can only think about that bloody jigsaw. What piece goes next? You know what I mean? It is really that blue works. A different lighter blue kind of yeah. is that shape it's, going there. It works well for your personality, Maureen. I have to say the whole jigsaw thing because you you need to be um, hyper focused. And I think when you have something where you can can be hyper focused, which requires for you to have that almost like tunnel vision. That's perfect for you, particularly when you're feeling 
you know, anxious or you've got a lot of mm. stuff on your plate and you've got to juggle a lot of things, just having that one thing to laser focus on has been is is as close as I think you will ever get to mindfulness. It's yes. really important. And I think keep doing it. Buy another puzzle. Do you know what I mean? Or whatever. Find another thing. But whatever it is, just don't don't uh, let it slide. Yeah, I think it's great. What about you two guys? What have you been up to? Oh, what an insane time I've had. It's just been like bumper to bumper, roller coaster ride. Tour, tour dates, so much travel. So much travel is what I've been doing. And I have been all over the country, uh, up and down, uh, around and around. What can I tell you about it? Not much, because it's not interesting. It's never interesting, <laughs> is it? This no, is the problem. Really. It's that people look and they go, oh, you're going to all these places. It must be exciting. And it's like, no, no it isn't actually. It isn't. I went to a lovely Premier Inn in Poole. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> wow, that was a that was Living a delight. Living the high life. Living <laughs> off an A road in, uh, in Poole. And uh, went to the Hay Festival. That was... Um, oh, <laughs> the Hay Festival. The Hay Literary Festival where I did comedy and that was also... A gargantuan experience. Um, of, oh, it was of, a literary of, festival. You just said the Hay Festival, and I was like, it's, "So they just celebrate all things." No, no, it's hay. a really, it's a really famous. <laughs> it's the most famous, probably one of the most famous literary festivals in Britain. Okay, it's a, it's a big one, but it, it, and it goes on for quite a long time, Alison. But um, there were two nights, two Fridays, where they were doing comedy, and I'm doing the, um, I did rather the first one, and let me say, it was up there as one of the top. Uh, three gigs um, I did that week and um, yeah <laughs> how many gigs did you do that week three uh, yeah. no <laughs> no it was fun so but I, you know it's really difficult when you're on the road I mean do I have who wants to know about the experiences of the many service stations I've visited uh, not really I mean they're not great I would like to uh, I, I would like to think that at this point in the tour I would be better prepared and I would actually take food that is edible with me I never do I never, ever do. Even day one, Alison, I don't take anything nice with me. So I'm always at a service station going, if I never eat another bloody Marks and Spencer, Pret, whatever, I, it'll, Greg's, Cornish pasty, Ginst, whatever, Burger King. Ugh, I can't. I just can't do it. And I could make myself. I've got one of those little things where you put your dinner in it and it keeps it warm for about a couple of hours. I could take. I could at least have a one decent meal in the day. Do I do it? No, 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 no. Just eat stuff that I, I literally put into my mouth to swallow, and it fills a gap, but actually makes me feel sad after I've finished it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is tour eating. It's just nonstop. I mean, I was yeah. naughty last night. It was raining. I had no food. Absolutely pouring down. So I ordered in a McDonald's. <laughs> I don't normally eat McDonald's, but I was like, you know what? I just fancied a McDonald's. Well, fair enough. You, I mean, you don't normally eat McDonald's, but I will say of all of the things to have delivered, I mean, there is a food stuff and who knows what, what it is or what's inside it or what, what it's made of. But the fact that it can only, it only has a shelf life of under a minute and a half makes me question whether or not we should be eating it. <laughs> and can I say... It's unlikely that that food is going to make it to you in 90 seconds from wherever the fuck it, they're picking it up from. So what you get, I can only imagine, because I get it often when I'm actually at a McDonald's and they deliver it to me into my hand, is some sort of rubbery, tasteless, sugary, salty, fatty piece of crap. Did you enjoy it though, Maureen? I did enjoy it, actually. Good yeah. for you. Good for you. <laughs> what... Let, let's ask what you got because I think I think it says that's a lot. what I wanted to know. Yeah, I had yeah. a McCrispy McCrispy chicken burger. Okay, chips, uh, milk vanilla milkshake, and a McFlurry Maltese oh. McFlurry. Oh my god! Everything. Although I will not allow you to say chips, you you got them from McDonald's. What did you get? What did you chips. get more? No, you did not. It's the only time I won't let you do it. You got oh, French chips. fries. You got French fries. You they got are French fries. fries. They're not chips. Chips are what they say they are, which is pota bits of potato. They're chipped off of potato, but these are, are I don't even processed. know what they're. Processed. Deeply <laughs> processed. Yeah, I mean, chips, chips are one of the worst things you can eat out. I mean, yeah. you heard it here first. And that, on, on that note, Alison, how was, how was your week? The shock on Alex's face. He's like, what are you talking about? It was the chipped off the potato. I, I didn't, 
get that that's what a chip is. Yeah, it's chipped off a potato. Yeah, that's why it's called chips. Yeah. Oh, my God, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I never even thought of that. You're not an idiot, Alex. This is Am I blowing people's minds right now? This is what chips are, are chipped off a potato, and that's why they're called chips. Yeah? Huh. You're welcome. We're all, we've all learned something today. Um, but Maureen is the one with the facts, and always. And the fact that I have come with any kind of fact is absolutely beyond the pale. Anyway, I can't even remember what the bloody hell we were talking no, about. No, Alison's going to tell us about her week. That's what oh, she's yeah. Doing. Yeah, my week. Right. Oh, Great. I, I, I actually, uh, I emceed a wedding. This week, guys, I was oh. an MC at a wedding. I know. That sounds look. awful. Wow. Well, uh, this is the thing with family and friends. I actually look. People invite me to weddings. Weddings, great. They're what they are. I would rather be of service at a wedding than just trying to like wander about and be at the wedding, right? So whenever a friend or a family member is getting married, I like to offer my services so I can do something. So yeah, they're like, yeah, it was my cousin and I offered to MC. So I did a little MCing at a wedding. Uh, it was lovely. It was everything you would think a wedding would be. Uh, there were people, they, they danced, they celebrated love. Uh, we ate some overpriced chicken. It was fantastic. Yeah. Oh, that sounds yeah. lovely. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, great. Great. Yeah. I, I, I mean, um, I think it's different. I know why Maureen said that because I think it's different when you're asked to um, to do a wedding. Yeah, to to do a wedding and you don't know them and they say, <laughs> "Oh, we'd really like you to do a gig." Like, no. Yeah, you never need to do gigs at a wedding. There's no doing sets at a wedding. I'm like, I will be like, "Hey, everyone, we're wandering this way. Now let's listen to this person speak." Now let like cuz literally people need someone to do that, right? And I don't mind doing crowd control. I'm into it. Oh, okay, great. I can't think of anything worse, but I I great. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't, I listen at weddings. I don't even like weddings. But um, when I'm at them, just pass me a glass of champagne and let me get through whatever the fuck this is. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's yes. long, it goes on for ages. There's loads of people I don't know. It's like, sometimes I don't even know the bride and groom that well. I'm like, what am I even doing here? Um, but if they're really good friends and, and you know, you, you're around amongst people you like and you can have a laugh, then great. Get yeah. involved. Yeah. But um, Maureen... Um, I know, has done uh, weddings and also was about to, before I rudely interrupted her, tell us about a, a comedian. And I think we've mentioned this um, on here before, but I think, I think it's worth hearing it again, even if we've said it before. Maureen, take it away. Chris, I don't think you know him, Alison, because he doesn't really do comedy now. Very, very funny comedian. Really funny. Really funny. And Barbara Nice was meant to do it and then she couldn't do it, so he went in her place. And he said he died so badly that the the what the bride came up to him and went, "Can you please stop? You're ruining my wedding." <laughs> <laughs> well, who booked a comedian in the first place? Wow, it's always a bad idea. People don't want a comedian. They think they do. They see you at a club, and they think, "Oh, you would be good at my wedding." And it's like, no, I wouldn't be good at your wedding no. because. You like me, or maybe your partner likes me, or maybe the best man likes me, or whatever, whoever it is, or the or the, the bridesmaid, or whatever. But 99% of the people in the room don't like me, no. don't want me, and only want to hear stories about the bride or the groom. And that's all they want to hear about. Now, I don't know the bride and the groom. I don't know them. So I can't tell you any stories about them. I'm going to be doing a set which is disconnected from everything else that is happening today. Is that what you... Nobody I mean, that. I did do a set once, and I knew the, I knew the two brides. The, it was a lesbian wedding in Brighton, what are the chances? Uh, civil partnership, they couldn't, lesbians couldn't get married in those days. And it, and it actually went a lot better than I thought it would. But, I mean, well, they're, they're divorced now, so I don't, <laughs> I don't, know, I don't think I've got <laughs> anything to do with the divorce. I, That's just by the by. I don't think you're connected to that. That, that thank, wasn't connected, I wasn't connected to that. But, it, you know, and it did go better than I thought. But generally, I did it as a favour, but, I mean, I would... Like, you see them sometimes advertised comedian and it's usually good money and I'm like I'd rather not have the money I'll do it if you've got lots of money and you're getting married I'll come do a set at your wedding <laughs> I will yeah I've done a couple uh many many years ago and uh, uh neither of them uh went well and, I, and I'm sure those people when they when they think think back to that time think wow that person is one of the worst comedians I've ever seen in my life and I'll never be able to change their mind because I was truly dreadful um Anyway, uh, Alison, I'm glad that you had a good time. I think you 
you give off an energy that I can't offer anyone, and that's why. <laughs> I don't naturally give off that energy where people go, she just came in a ray of sunshine and just lightened the mood. They're like, oh, some sort of grumpy lezer shouted at us for half an hour and then fucked off. Um, okay, so we've all had a week. What a week we've had. Uh, many of us can't remember our week. I include myself in that. Um but nonetheless, it was one of those. But it's time that this week is over because we're heading back to more and younger. I can't wait, Maureen, actually, because I actually have no idea what this week's Be My Morning Moment is. I messaged Jen, I have just put olive oil in my eyes. <laughs> and I was like, sitting there going, why is it so blurred? I, I mean, you can't make this shit up, can you? <laughs> it was oh. fine in the end, but I wouldn't recommend it. No, you wouldn't recommend it, Maureen. <laughs> All right, so I was doing a play in Berlin. It was an old coward play, Fallen Angels, and I was the maid. And it was the smallest role, but it was the best role. So, like, the first night, I've got this funny business, and I got, like, a, a applause break as I went off. So I was like, yay. And I think the lead actress was a bit pissed off. So um, a couple of days later, agents were in. And the business was I had to find this photo, and then i do all this stuff about this photo. Anyway, the agents are in one night. The photo isn't there, like, it's not where it's supposed to be. So, like, I can't do my business, I'm panicking. Finally, I find the photo. I think it's un she's put it under a plate. So, what a cow! I know. So, you know you know, someone stitched you up, but you can't yeah. prove it, but it's like, you definitely stitched me up. So, I found out I could do my business, and I went I went backstage, and I said, look, you, you, I couldn't actually accuse her. I said, it wasn't where the photo wasn't where it was supposed to be. She was like, oh, yeah, we decided to move it. And I went, well, and you weren't going to tell me, and I'm the one who's going to find it. No, that's not okay. So I was like, you did that on purpose, you bitch. And um, so I'm angry, I'm steaming. And I've got this scene towards the end where I go into this little room with my uh, to, see, <laughs> to meet my lover, right? So I go into this room. Anyway, I can't open the door. So I'm like, I can't open... She, the bitch has blocked the door. The bitch has fucking blocked the door, right, in my head. And I'm pulling and pulling and pulling. Can't I pull the door off the hinges, right, so I can get into the room and uh, do my scene. And then as I'm leaving, I don't realise I've pulled it off the hinges, by the way. So as I'm leaving, I see somebody fixing the door. And I went, oh, what's wrong with the door? He went, oh, you pulled it off the hinges. I went, did I? And I went, yes. And my friend was in the audience. She said all the, everybody who kept thinking in the audience were going, you, you were meant to push it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was just about to say, just push the door, more. Yeah, because I, I, I was so angry. I didn't, I just... I was convinced that she'd blocked the door. So, like, she goes, everybody was in the audience was just thinking, push it, push it. And basically, I pulled the door off the hinge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was, Maureen. I was so convinced she'd blocked the door. I, I mean, what? Uh, God, people are very petty, aren't they? Honestly. It was one of those things, it's an annoying thing, because you know they've done it on purpose, but you can't. You know, she just was, oh, sorry. Well, she, we just, she, we, well, she did, she admitted it. She said yeah, that Yeah, she, she said, oh, we, no, but she said, like, you know, oh, we, yeah, we thought we'd be better up there, but we forgot to tell you. And it's like, well, I'm the one who's got to find it. So no, it's she, like, yeah, I mean, you know, mm, yeah, you didn't tell me. So, yeah, but actually, I, I enjoyed it because I had a, a, like, smallest role. And also, it made me realize, you know, that the advantage of being a comic is you don't have to work with other people. Oh, do you know what yeah. I mean? You're on stage, you just have to do your own thing. And then they used to get really nervous about going on stage. And I'm thinking, mate, you can you haven't written it. Do you know what I mean? You can blame the writer, you can blame the director, you can blame the other actors, you can blame... The, you know what I mean? It's like, compared to stand-up, mate, I mean, OK, it might be different if you're doing Hamlet or something, or King Lear, but uh, I was like, it's an old coward play. So anyways, so that was it. I took oh, the door the hinges and didn't notice. I mean, the fact that you didn't notice is probably the bit where I'm a bit confused as to how you didn't notice that. But I was, as you were telling the story, I was like, push it, Maureen, just push the door. Yeah, that, mm. yeah that's what the audience was thinking. It's like, like me in the hotel. It's, I'm locked in! Have you tried <laughs> Have you tried pushing the door? Oh, it's opened. Okay. Yeah, I can. so I can relate. Oh, Maureen. Well, um, this actor, I, I assume uh, she's not. she's not a big star now. No, I don't think so. <laughs> and that is what happens when you mess with more and younger. Your career goes down the toilet. <laughs> Karma works very quickly. Maureen, for once, I'm I'm sort of on side. Yeah. I'm yeah. totally on side with you. And I'm like, yeah. And also, fair enough, after that happened, that you think, 
Oh, she's blocked the door, the little bitch. Yeah. And you know what's really funny about this play? Because he wanted he wanted me to do a sex scene. And I was like, I'm not doing a sex scene. I'm not doing nudity. I'm not doing a sex scene. There's no sex scene. Uh, no, you know. And then I saw the guy I was going to have the sex scene with, and I thought, oh, I, sh- I should have shut up. Waka waka waka. It was really cute. It was really cute. But I was like, I can't, I can't go back now after I made such a bloody. I am not doing a sex scene. I will only have a sex scene if, uh, with these parameters. Who is involved? <laughs> number one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a classic that you said no to a sex scene of a man that you were like, oh, quite happy to do that with you every night. <laughs> Never mind, Maureen. That uh, that just only like uh, helps to like solidify your be more Maureen status, yeah. which is what we're here for. Maureen, thank you very much for your be more Maureen moment. As ever, entertaining. This time though, I'm on side. Very rarely can we say that that's true, but I'm that's totally I'm team Maureen on this one. So I can't believe that we've left something that almost made sense, even though I can't believe you walked away from a door off its hinges and didn't notice. And let's move over to Alison. Alison, you've got a problem. Someone can help. I think it's you. It's time to ask Alison. Go to the gym, get it together, pay your taxes and stop eating chips. Take my advice. Take my advice, I ain't using it. All right, well, this one, I'm del- I'm surprised that this problem has taken so long to appear, uh, and I'm delighted. Uh, here we go. Um, this isn't a life-shattering uh, situation, uh, but it's tricky, and I can't be the only one. My son is nearly 22 and has been living away from home studying for the past three and a half years. He's a nice chap, thoughtful, kind. It's just been us since, uh, okay, so a situation, there we go. Uh, We're away away this week together. And honestly, his breakfast table manners have gone downhill. Slurping milk, clanking spoon on teeth, shoveling more in before swallowing, kind of like a chain smoking but with shreddies. Also pouring huge glasses of orange juice like it comes free out of the tap, then leaves everything on the table so milk and OJ gets warm and flies gather in the bowl. For me, eating breakfast alongside him is pretty disgusting. But shall I say something? How? It's only a week he's left home with good breakfast table manners. Is it my responsibility as his parent to remind him of these things? Or even as another adult, should I? He has a girlfriend and I wonder if she minds it at all or thinks, bloody hell, what a bad mother. Uh, It doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things I know, but I would appreciate your thoughts. Okay, uh, first off, please don't think it's a reflection on you. I I really hate it when moms take that upon themselves. It's not a reflection on you. But yes, it is your job to tell him that he is eating like a slob. You absolutely have every right. In fact, you are doing him a service by not saying it to him, okay? So you can say it to him. Now, maybe you want to be delicate. Maybe you want to be a little bit more gentle because I'll tell you, look, I don't I don't think as my myself as a person with bad manners per se, uh, but my best friend, Jody is very quick to point out uh, when I do things that some might see as obnoxious that maybe I don't know. For example, apparently I slurp my tea when I drink it and uh, she's not delicate. Uh, if I drink my tea around her and I slurp, she looks at me and she's like, Slurpy, do you mind? And is immediately <laughs> on me for that. And I do get a bit defensive. I'm like, well, it's just, I, I, I'm just drinking my tea. So I can understand how maybe you, you want to, and that, Jody, if you're listening, I still love you. Um, thank you for making me a better person with your harsh, direct honesty. I love you. Uh, but I just think maybe you want to deal with it delicately. So some ways that maybe you can address this. You could find a mutual purpose. You know, I really enjoy getting to have breakfast with you. Sometimes I feel like you're in a real big rush. You know, the way you quickly eat things. And, you know, maybe I like our breakfast time. Let's take our time. Maybe encouraging that way is a nicer way to say like, hey, we don't have to rush. This isn't a race. This isn't a race to get through breakfast. That might make him relax. Maybe pay attention to some more things. Uh, Maybe you could use you. You could say, you know, 
I'm only bringing this up because me, myself, I struggled for a period of time. I did some things at the table people didn't like. Maybe you could use you as the excuse if you want to do that. You could start it by, I mean, no disrespect. I love you. You're, you know, you're my son. I'm so proud of you. Um, however, your eating habits need to change. Oh, you could talk about positives at first. You know, it's so great that we get to spend this time together. And sometimes in the morning, it's just, it's lovely to be able to sit with you and have these conversations and then maybe broach into but the way you eat. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, Jen has been very direct with Maureen about watching her eat a jack of potato. You know, they, they, there are things that you can bring up with people in a loving, wonderful manner <laughs> that just makes them aware of the fact that those around you might be disgusted. Uh, uh, so I absolutely Jen, are you say... listening to this? <laughs> <laughs> Listen to I'm loving. Yeah, a loving, uh, delicate manner. Maureen, mm. I love you. I love all of you. I don't need to see your tonsils as you eat the potato. I love you. I don't need... Uh, but, you know, there's ways to say it. But <laughs> there I, are ways to say it, and I'm not I, the person to... I do think you should say it. I think you're doing your son a service. You're his mom. Please tell him. Uh, because maybe his girlfriend doesn't know how to do it. Maybe she's worried. And you know what? Maybe you're helping stopping a fight just by being the one to do it. Uh, so yes, uh, tell him about his bad table manners. But try to do it in a loving, non-attacking manner. Uh, but yeah, I, I think table manners need to be addressed to a certain extent. I mean, hey, I'm not going to get picky. If you use the wrong fork, I mean, what the fuck? Who cares? But if you are <laughs> chewing with your mouth open and I'm getting hit in the face with porridge, we've got to talk. Yeah. Once you're done eating, because I'm not opening my mouth around you. What's your attitude? I listen to somebody spitting a bit of pizza out onto the plate. (laughs) I think uh, I think you need to address those moments. Uh, I hosted a party the other day. I was talking and I watched a, a spit go directly into somebody's Prosecco glass. And I know everyone else saw that as well. And I just looked at the room and I was like, I'm just gonna get Hazel a new glass of Prosecco. Like there was no way, to, I was like, this is, and everyone laughed and you know, so you got to address those moments. Did, did you address it? No, it was me. Jen gave me a bollocking in, in the restaurant. <laughs> but did you, did you notice whatever happened? Did I notice? <laughs> no, did, did Maureen notice? I'm saying, did Maureen notice? Did, did you Maureen notice? N- notice what? Whatever came out of her mouth. I'm imagining something. Oh yeah, I did on purpose. Oh, Alison, I think you've misunderstood oh. what happened. Oh, oh yeah, I have. Please, please tell me what happened. I thought there was I an didn't, accident. I didn't like. I, it was too cheesy. It was a bit too cheesy, so I just spat it out and put it on the plate. It was four cheeses pizza, Maureen. What were you expecting? It was quattro formaggi. Maureen was going. Oh, sorry, but there's too much cheese on this pizza. I went. No you, fucking shit. It's called quattro formaggi. It's got four cheeses on it. Anyway, I put it on the plate, and Jen was like, "Cover it up. Cover it up." Put a serviette over it, at least. I'm still eating here. Anyway, she got really angry. Okay, right. Let's rewind. Yeah. I, I think we've talked about this on this podcast before, but I will just just to, um, in case anyone's forgotten or this is the first episode of this you've ever listened to, just to rewind. Let's rewind and let's recap. We're at a pizza restaurant, okay? Um, Maureen has decided there's too much cheese on her quattro formaggi, all right? Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so while... I'm eating my pizza. She opens her mouth and lets the food that she has chewed fall from her mouth. Into my hand. Into my <laughs> hand first. I Into like that. This is your this is a good step for you in your mind, Maureen. Right. Go on. Right. And then dropped it onto the table. No, dropped it on the plate. Yeah. In front of me. Yeah. Well, where else was it going to go? Take a napkin and cover your mouth. And- you, you, you know, when any, when any time you have some chewed food that you're like, oh, I don't think I want to sit this, you, 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 you spit it into a napkin. <laughs> yeah. You fold the napkin up. And you, you hu- if anything, hide the napkin, yeah. and then you find an opportune moment to get rid of that napkin. What you don't do is <laughs> plop it in front of the person opposite you who is already eating a half, a fully chewed bit of dough and cheese. Whilst they're eating. Now, I thought it was very reasonable for me to say, Maureen, could you please cover that? And she went, why? And I said, because I'm eating. She went, so? And I was like, it's disgusting. And she was like, oh, God. Like, oh, my God, she's so dramatic. And then proceeded to go around and tell everyone, oh, you never guess what Jen was like. (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, little miss, uh, little miss, uh, little miss table friends, so anyway, I vomited up a piece of food in front of me. <laughs> I regurgitated. And then, and then, 
you're not going to believe it. She was appalled. I, 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 I mean, what? Who does she think she is? I was like, oh, God, Maureen, I can't even have this conversation with you. If I have to explain to you why it's gross. So, anyway, to get back to the problem, which we... <laughs> please, please talk to your son, otherwise these issues will continue to happen what throughout his life. Want, what you don't want is your son to end up on a very wide... Poor Maureen. Look, of course I love Maureen. Of course I do. There are many yeah. things I love about Maureen, more than I don't love about Maureen. But you don't want to get into a conversation where he's sitting opposite his girlfriend or his partner or whatever, and they have to go... What the flickety fuck are you doing? Yeah. You want to nip that shit in the bud? Yeah. Okay. Now, yeah. I have attempted to nip it in the bud with Maureen, but as you can see, she still doesn't understand what the problem is. So I'm afraid <laughs> that ship has sailed. <laughs> Get in early now on your 22-year-old son and save him a lot of trouble or later. <laughs> what you're going to end up with is Maureen Younger, okay? Who <laughs> still very much doesn't know, doesn't care, doesn't mind. But actually lives a life and she's very happy. So, <laughs> Alison, very good advice. Thanks. I definitely back up your advice by saying, please do talk to your son. And, yeah. And I don't think there's anything wrong. It doesn't have to be combative or, 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 no. or, or confrontational or even, you know, just be like, sweetheart, you know, before you left home, you used to eat your cereal like this. I don't understand why now. You're not in jail. You don't, you don't have to have elbows up. And, yeah. You know, no one's coming at you. Yeah. Slow it down, love, because you're putting me off my, my, my coffee. All right. Anyway, mummy loves you very much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Follow uh, with that. And there you go. Yeah. And carry on with your day. Uh, even Maureen agrees with us. And that, and Maureen doesn't always agree. But she's nodding ahead. Oh, you, Maureen, remember, it's not official media. Yeah. There, she's done it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got it here on the podcast. Maureen agrees. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Sorry, Alison, I'm distracted by the fact that Maureen appears to be drinking double cream. I'm not drinking double What are you drinking? It's a cafe latte. Oh, thank God. I, oh. Sorry, <laughs> Alison, let's be honest. It wouldn't be out of the realms of possibility that Maureen is chugging on some double cream. <laughs> And now it's time to find out about the televisual, uh, or even, or even let, let's go, let's stretch it out. Podcast, books, art, fashion. No, no, fashion, who am I kidding? What have we been watching? 
Well, I've been watching another UK TV programme. It's called Annika. I don't know if you heard of that. It's a, it's a crime drama series starring Nicola Walker. Oh, OK. Yep. And uh, she's head of the Glasgow Marine Homicide Unit. So it's all these murders that happen on Scottish waters. And she's got a teenage daughter with her. And it's a bit of a... The subplot is her relationship with her daughter. And uh, she's of Norwegian origin. So uh, she's... she's she's Oh, Norway, Norway again. Yeah. And um, so at one point you hear her speak Norwegian. And they, they do this thing where she... It's like she breaks the fourth wall. So she's talking to you. She talks direct to the camera. So to you. And I haven't really made up my mind whether I find it annoying or it's an interesting device. And she also has like a theme. So like the first couple of episodes, the theme would be she'd be talking about Norse legend or something or Ibsen's, uh, is it the master bit? Oh, oh, I can't remember. It was Enemy of the People. And then and then it goes on to like, she talks about Twelfth Night. So there's always a theme of something that she she talks about. But it was, you know, I watched all six episodes. Um, it's set in Scotland. So you've got very nice scenery. And, it, you know, it's kind of a nice police procedural. So if you want to watch something that's not too, you know, demanding, and Nicola Walker's always good good money, um, it's worth watching. There's a second series coming out soon, I think. So, yeah, Annika on hmm. UK TV. So you can watch for free if you're in Britain. Great. Unfortunately, I haven't been watching anything because I've been working. Um, so I, 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 it's really awful, isn't it? I've, I've, I've sort of watched bits and bobs of things, but not, not really settled into well, anything. Watched, I, we watched the, the Lincoln Lawyer, didn't we, the other week? A few weeks ago, yeah, we watched Lincoln Lawyer. Yes, I could talk about the Lincoln Lawyer. We, look, quite, what quite happened was, yeah, what happened was, you're not going to be surprised to hear this, but Virgin went down a few weeks ago. Um, <laughs> for once. And like, literally, we had no internet for about uh, a day. Well, 24 hours, like nothing. So no Netflix, no any of the, couldn't get hold of anything. Honestly, Chloe and I, we were bereft. We were like, oh my God, we're going to have to watch terrestrial television. Ugh! Anyway, so we flipped through and on film four, The Lincoln Lawyer was on, um, starring Matthew McConaughey. Uh, and, oh God, I can't even remember who else. But it was, it was, you know, it was entertaining. It's it's the film's probably about I don't know twelve years old, but it didn't really feel like it was particularly dated. It's got Ryan Philippe in it as well, hasn't it? Oh, Ryan Philippe, yeah, so Ryan, and Marissa Tomei, who is brilliant. She's always absolutely. good. Absolutely, also one of my big crushes. Oh, good, she's a great absolutely one, yeah. always been one of my biggest crushes, Marissa Tomei, and also what a phenomenal phenomenal actor she is. She's so she's good. Yeah. She's so good, and 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 completely wasted in this film, frankly. I just yeah, like I, what I find irritating about uh, an actor like Marissa Tomei is that she's just underused and underrated and 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 given parts that like she's too good for. She's too good for this part, frankly. Anyway, um, it stars. So it's it. This is the film that that launched Matthew McConaughey's career. And Maureen and I and, and Chloe watched it. And we, re, we, you know, he's a lawyer. He's a defence lawyer. His ex-wife is Marissa Tomei, who's also a lawyer, but she works for the for the prosecution service. Um, and he has a reputation for defending all kinds of, like, you know... Dirtbags. Dirtbags that are probably guilty. And Ryan Philippe asks for him. Now, Ryan Philippe plays this character who's super rich, super privileged, and he is been found guilty or not or found been guilty accused of. he's accused rather of uh battery and rape mm. no not not murdering a prostitute just battery and rape um oh yes that's right and uh matthew mcconaughey goes in to defend him and it's and that is the, the start of the story and i won't tell you anymore because otherwise it's a big spoiler but um uh ryan philippe is suitably creepy in it um uh sleazy in it and annoying and matthew mcconaughey is is very much matthew mcconaughey in this one. I love Matthew. But he's great. And it's it's really it's got William H. Macy, who I also oh, yes. love. Um if for the for the lesbians, for the L word les les lovers, Catherine Catherine I never know how to pronounce her surname. Met Menning, Moaning, Meaning, Maining, Maning. Anyway, she's in it. And uh it was really entertaining, actually. I'd seen yeah, it before it when it came out, and um I was like, oh, we might as well watch this because there's nothing else on. But it genuinely was it's a it's a good film. It is a good film. Uh, it's in that sort of... I don't know if it's a John Grisham film. A John Grisham it sounds book. like it could be, doesn't it? it but it like feels it like it's in that John vein Grisham, of John yeah. Grisham. I don't know if it is a John Grisham book. It might not be. But it's that kind of vein. But it's very easy to watch. And actually, you know, whatever you think about Matthew McConaughey, and I find him deeply irritating. He's He is a good actor, actually. And uh, 
if if that's uh, tickles your fancy i mean you can literally watch it anywhere so and it's a very easy watch alison talk to me about what is happening in the horror vein yes okay so I believe I've mentioned this one before, but I don't care. I think it suits this, the idea of bad manners, table manners. Um, I am going for the horror movie, You're Next. It is so good, okay? The premise of You're Next, when a gang of masked, axe-wielding murderers descend upon the Davidson family reunion, the hapless victims seem trapped until an unlikely guest of the family proves to be the most talented killer of all. So basically what happens is a family is in disarray. They're a rich family. They invite all their children to come together to celebrate their like reu- their anniversary. So all the kids come together. All the kids are spoiled little you know, they're, they're just, they don't care. They're rude. They're, you know, they don't respect their parents. Um, and then one of them brings their girlfriend. And what I love is she's such a demonstration of good manners. She's offering to help the mom. She's doing all this stuff at the dinner table. She's so polite. Everyone else is being a dink, but she's so lovely. And then all of a sudden, uh, at the main dinner, when they're first there, Someone notices, and I'm, I'm giving away a bad moment, but I don't care. I, this is this is why. It's the iconic dinner scene at the very beginning of the movie. They're all having this fight. There's a fight at the dinner table. And then one of the guests notices something out the window, and they're like, what is, what is that? What is that? And looking out the window, and all of a sudden, the family's fighting, fighting, fighting. Nobody notices. And an arrow comes from somewhere, shoots him right in the head. Oh! He stands there with an arrow in his head. Everyone's so busy fighting, nobody notices until the the nice guest, the the girlfriend of the, is like, oh my! And then boom, action starts, and it's like a a, a, ch- a chase for survival from that moment on because they're being hunted within this house. So there's these masked animal killers outside. The twist at the end is phenomenal. Okay. Uh, it's so good. And it's great because this guy doesn't know his girlfriend was basically raised on like a survivalist camp. Like her parents were like these like, you know, on the ground. So she knows exactly. Like she turns out, she ends up saving. Like it's an amazing, it's so action packed. It's creepy. Uh, but it, I just love that it all stems from like that family sitting down a meal and then it just goes to hell. It is the best movie. You're next. If you want to be jumping out of your seat, this is the one for you. Great. Uh, do you know what, Alison? I'm just looking looking it up. I've just Googleized it as mm-hmm. I always do. Um, but it's 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 actually got really good reviews. So it's, it's a like good a, movie. Yeah. 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 So Rotten Tomatoes gives it 79%, and which is for a horror film, you know. Horror film is pretty good. Um, and 73% uh, from uh, the website Just Watch. So maybe you should just watch. You can rent it, um, I believe, or you probably can get it on Prime. It's, they're always on Prime, aren't they? They're or always whatever. on Prime. Listen, I don't know where you live. You probably, If you don't live in the UK, just why stop Google asking it. me? Google it. For <laughs> Google God's it. sake. Some sort of we do have to remember we do have listeners from other parts of the world. Our last ep- or one of the episodes too, I wanted to bring up. You guys said the word chuffed. Nobody in North America or Canada knows what the word chuffed is. Oh, did stoked. we? Stoked. Stoked. Chuffed is like really happy, really good. Hooray. Chuffed sounds like it should be a negative word, right? I was so chuffed at that guy. To me, that's what it sounds like. But it's the opposite. Just to put it out there. Sometimes there are some words that Also, you <laughs> need learning. to know that chuff is also a euphemism for you. For you for JJ. So um is it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I just realised because I've got a, 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 a line got a chuff, in my show. A chuff. <laughs> I, I, I do very much have a chuff, but I refer to I, there's a line in my show where I say gluten free chuff, and I've realised that a lot of people are like, I don't know what chuff gluten free chuff is. Mm. It's it's your vag, it's your vag hole. There we go. Uh, Learning. Sorry to sidetrack. Learning. Your vulva. Your vulva. Let's say vulva. Let's not say hole for heaven's sake. Let's keep it. Let's be kind about scientifically our bits and bobs. accurate. Yes, that's that's scientifically mm-hmm. accurate because your mm-hmm. vagina is the hole and your vulva is the the rest is all of it. Um, just, you know, we're all we're all. Let's talk about. Let's not shy away. Let's wait talk for, about chuffs. Let's talk, chuff let's talk about chuffs, baby. baby let's, let's talk, talk about, about you and me. <laughs> Thank you very much, Alison, for your horror recommendation. Let's go back to Maureen Younger. She has a corner that has been cultured over and over and over again. Um, it's probably septic. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Maureen, I'm 
I'm so sorry. I, sometimes I don't know what's going to... I'm improvising. I didn't mean that. You're... Thank you very much. Of course, it's the corner time that is often cultural, but sometimes just batshit. <laughs> Anyway, moving on. Fucking hell, what an intro. I'm going to get Alice's intro in future. Uh, we'll talk music. Um, George and oh, I are cool. Gershwin. Uh, I don't know if you know the music by the Gershwins. I, I absolutely love... Uh, George Gershwin was brilliant. Uh, and he, he, he died... 18, 30, he, he was so prolific. And he died at 38 of a brain tumour. So he didn't eat... I you know, did not know that. No, wow. And he wrote so many songs. I thought he lived till, like, he no. was old and grey. Oh, so his songs... Some of his, my favourite songs are by him. His, his compositions have been adapted for use in film and television, and many have become jazz classics. He did Rhapsody in Blue, which I think they used in Manhattan, if I remember. The Woody Allen movie. Um, wrote American in Paris. Um, and also he did Porgy and Bess. I was just about to ask you if that was a, that's a Gershwin ah, musical. Yes, Summertime, of course, is one of the most famous yeah, it's such a be- around. But that whole soundtrack is 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 beautiful. That. Yeah, it and really you know, is. Porgy and Bess was first performed in Boston in 1935 before it moved to Broadway, and it featured a cast of classically trained African American singers, which is obviously quite a risky thing to do in 1935 in America. Yeah. Oh my um, God! Yes. Yeah, and it, it wasn't a it wasn't um it wasn't a success when it first came out. Well, it wouldn't it is, be, would it? No, it's but it's one black. of the best known and most frequently performed operas. Oh, I mean, I don't know what how people feel towards it today because obviously it's a it's a white guy from the seven, uh, from nineteen thirties writing a, a black story. But um, I remember seeing it years ago in the Savoy. But the the, the songs are are fantastic. But, and also, you'll be surprised how many of them. If you're thinking, oh, I don't, I've never heard of this. Um, you, you, you you will you absolutely have. Yes, you will have heard of. Let's call the whole thing off. Is a nice work. You can get it. Um, just going through. It's wonderful. That's a great song. The man I love. That's a great song. Uh, this is one of my favourites, Someone to Watch Over Me. Oh, that my God, one... I was just about to ask you if that is a song. I mean, it is one, one of the, the most, most beautiful, beautiful songs. songs ever, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. 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 I love that song. Foggy Day. Um, just going I can't through. believe it. He was 38 when he died. I just thought. I know, because he wrote da- so much. Shall, I mean, it makes me, I'm like, I did nothing by the time I said eight. Uh, Shall We Dance? Can't Take That Away From Me. That used to be my audition song. Yeah. That's a really great song. Embraceable You, uh, Bewitched, Bothered and Bewildered, which has got the great line, I worship the trousers that cling to you. <laughs> <laughs> and also, if you if you want to get a great introduction to Gershwin, there is a great album. I've got it. It's got four... I've got the CD, obviously, because I'm that old. Uh, <laughs> I've, I, I don't have them streamed or anything. There's a four CD of Ella Fitzgerald singing the songs yeah. of Gershwin. Oh. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's beautiful. What a combination. Ella Fitzgerald, one of the best singers ever, and Gershwin. It's a really, really... I think there's actually... not even be two albums, but there's definitely one album, and it's uh, in a blue cover, and it's it's absolutely brilliant. Ella Fitzgerald, Gershwin, you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. And I, I actually really like uh, Nina Simone um, singing oh. Gershwin as well. It's a very different... because uh, Because Ella Fitzgerald has got the kind of voice which is almost faultless. Oh, it's sort perfect. of, but Nina Simone is off. She's doing something different, you know. But when she sings "I Loves You, Porgy," that is such a. It's just. Such oh a yeah, that's a great song. song. I mean, but with the way she sings it in particular, I don't think anyone sings it better than she does because it's so. You really feel it. But you know, I always think those those songs you're best to listen to on vinyl. But that's me. But you've obviously we're in a streaming age, but you can you can probably get them on whatever wherever you stream your music. But I, I genuinely think it's worth investing in in buying some Gershwin and, and listening to it. As it was meant to be heard. Yeah, um, I mean he's he's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Maureen, that's a brilliant recommendation. I really that's like great. it when you do music. You yeah, me too. Really like it. Yeah. That's thank you so much for that. Uh, brilliant uh, cultural corner for Maureen Younger. Uh, and uh, nearing the end of the show, aren't we? Uh, yes, we're nearing the show, and I wonder what is Jones... Jones? Yeah, okay, Jones. let's... <laughs> <laughs> that was very smooth. I wonder who Joan is. <laughs> There's so much wrong with that. We're nowering the end of the show, and let's speak to Jones. 
Um, <laughs> I called Jen Joe Brister once. I did refer to Jen as Joe. Is that Brister. when they mistaken her for your son? No, that's my son yeah, my Joe. Son. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the one and only Jen Brister. What's your goat? Don't judge me now. You're going to be judging me now, but bloody well wait, okay? This is terrible, isn't it? That's what's got my goat. And, and, and do you know who I blame? Society. <laughs> Okay, that was one of the best introductions I've had, Maureen. Uh, of course, nobody in the podcast will know how long it took to get that bit out. Um, <laughs> I mean, karmically, I deserved that. Um, what's got my goat? Well, look, it's... I tell you, it, I think... I, I don't know if I mentioned this a few weeks ago. I don't know. If, I, I think it... I don't know if it came up in the podcast, but I got um, intercepted on the interweb when I was trying to buy insurance and um, I got scammed. What? No, no you yeah. have. I didn't know this. Yeah, no, so I got scammed. And it was... Uh, uh, so the only reason I'm talking about it, it got my go for any number of reasons. Um, and also because I had no one to blame, which was so annoying when you can't... Oh, that's annoying. That's I annoying. love to find someone to go, well, and if you hadn't, and I, that is the bit, the bit. So what happened was, and th- let this be a... Um, a warning to you. I went on one of those comparison websites, one yeah. of the very popular ones, okay, that is on the television all of the times, telling us to go onto their website to get our chip deal. And I did. Um, and it wasn't who they weren't who they said they were. So you go through, um, and I then went through to the they they pass you through right right now, this is the 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 um the insurance company and you go through to them and then you fill it out and you you, you pay uh, and then you off you go and you live your life but it wasn't I don't know how I got intercepted I don't know how it happened uh, nobody can understand why and when I screen grabbed the screen to send to the company I said this is the this is the screen that came up they were like yep that looks like us but that's not our telephone number and I was like well whose telephone number that is it goes well that is a scam number you've been scammed and I was like Right, okay, but I've just spent quite a lot of money on insurance. You know, what can I do? They were like, I don't know. And I was like, well, I said, come on, there's got to be something here that we can do about this. This is crazy because I haven't taken a call and I haven't been emailed and replied to an email and given my bank details. I've gone through a one of these websites that's perfectly uh, legitimate. Now... In reflect on reflection, here's what I think I did wrong. Now, here's something to think about. This is so this is where I think I went wrong. So don't do this. What had happened was I had gone back to amend a bit of information that I realised had gotten that I'd done I'd said was wrong. So I'd I'd gone back a page to go, right, I'll change that because that's not correct information. And I'm always very neurotic about giving wrong information to insurance companies. Mm, in case right. they in case yeah. they go, actually, we are not covered because you didn't blah, 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 blah. So I went, actually, I think that's wrong. So I'm going to, so I changed it. And then I went forward again. So I think that's the only, that, that, that is the only thing I can think of that I did incorrectly, which meant that I, somehow when I went forward again, I didn't get, that's when they got me. I, don't ask me how it happened, but I don't, but that's the only way I know that they could have gone right. This is how we'll get you. You go back, and when you go forward again, it's not, it's not the page you think it is. It's a different page. But here's the other thing: that telephone number. I phoned them because I had questions before I pre- pressed pay. I went, I've got some questions. Blah 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 blah. And they answered the questions. Sure. They were like, yeah, yeah, please, yeah. can you make sure that your insurance, you know, that it starts at this date because if it doesn't, it's not going to be correct and you need to make sure so they gave me all of this information like it was like they were a real insurance company but they're not they're a scam and they just take your money and boom you've got no insurance (laughs) but you look I mean so I I, that got my go that got my go because it was it's 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 so easy now Mm -hmm. for uh to get to get scammed but what I would say is if you are in the process of going through documents online, don't go back. Don't, don't, don't back page it at any point 
because I think that can be the only reason how they got they managed to intercept me and and fuck and fuck me up so that when I went forward it wasn't I'd now they that they I suddenly was on their page instead of the page of the insurance company that's the only back? way I can think about it huh did you, did you get your money back yes because the I've I the money hadn't left my bank account so oh. I phoned I phoned um it was pending and I phoned the bank and and uh, actually most banks even if the money has gone out you're covered they cover it Right. Uh, up to a certain amount of money. So you are covered, but it's just, you feel like such a doof. Even though you haven't really done anything wrong, you just feel like a complete numpty. Were you definitely on the right? Was It, it wasn't like a false comparison website. Well, I, I just typed in the website onto my thing. Oh. Like da 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 dot com. Oh. And it came up and it was all legitimate. But when I went through, maybe that's when they got me. I'm really glad you brought that up, Jen, though, because I think, look, when we think about these scams, we think it's just like seniors that are getting tricked. But these scams are so sophisticated now, so sophisticated that I'm glad you said that. I have a lot more friends like our age that that are like, I I got scammed. And people are almost embarrassed to admit it because you feel like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. But they're so sophisticated. So I'm actually really glad you said that out loud, Jen, for all the other listeners, because I bet you there are people out there who are like, me, too. So. I'm glad you shared that. Yeah, yeah, it happens all the time. Uh, there was a big scam that went. Oh, I nearly got caught out on, but then I figured out. Hang on a second, this is a scam. There was a big scam over Christmas time where the Royal Mail was contacting people to say, "We've got oh, your yeah, parcel. Parcels. We've got your parcels. We're holding your parcels. Uh, could you just confirm your information before you know?" And of course, it's Christmas time, so people are like, "Oh, I'm, maybe somebody sent me a gift. You know, I'd love to know what that gift is." So they give you their details. And then, boom, money's taken out of their account. So it can happen. It can happen to any of us. Uh, but it's just like in this instant, it was just me going through. And I even went to the trouble of phoning a telephone number. Sure. So what I would say to you, you can check telephone numbers. You can I always, always check do that them. before I phone anything. You yeah. can check the telephone number. You actually just type it into Google and Google will tell you. This number is suspicious. This number is legitimate. And it will tell you who the number is. You don't it's it's, it's not like a. It won't take it won't take you longer than a couple of seconds. Yeah, you get yeah. like often HM, HMRC scans. Your own, you know, your own tax. But I, HMRC never contacts you. No, Mm-mm. you know they'd send you the message on your account, so you have to log into your actual gateway account to get a message I think from the HMRC. Things, I was watching something actually last night. Same with your bank fraud. Yeah, they were saying if somebody wants your details, nobody ever asks for all your details. And also never transfer money. You know, when they say oh, your, your bank account is and you've got to transfer money now, no bank would ask you to transfer money. No. So, And it's always urgent. They always, it's always an urgency. It was immediate. So if somebody's asking you to do something immediately, just go whatever. And then also, um, if they say phone back, don't, don't, because sometimes they, they put the phone down. But even though you rang the right number, you actually get straight through to them as well. So you've got to be careful yeah. about that. Unplug your phone. It's 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 really easily done. It's so tricky. But anyway, for anyone that has ever been scammed or for anyone that is gets scammed in the future, it's not your fault. It's not even really not your fault. It isn't your fault. It's, not it's your just fault. it's people are bastards and they'll get you one way or another. But if this helps, if this is information that helps, if you're on one of those those websites, I think generally they're completely fine. So don't like not use them. But don't start backing. Don't go back. If anything, clear your cookies, start again. <laughs> I know it's a ball ache. I know it's a ball ache because you put all that information down, but clear your cookies and start again. Uh, and that's what I had to do. So now it's, uh, yeah, now my, I, nobody knows my, I don't know the password for anything. It's really fucking annoying. Anyway. <laughs> hey, hey-ho, it's, a small, it's a small price to pay. Um, and that is what has gotten my goat uh, this week. Look, before we go, I just want to say really thank you to everybody that has reviewed our show. Thank you yes. so much. It's ma- it does make such a difference. And we're always really grateful. I know, again, it sounds really difficult for me to sound um, sincere. But thank you so much for the people that have reviewed. If, if you haven't, please, even if you just go, if you're, if you're listening to us on Spotify, give us a five stars. If you're on Apple, go on there and give us a nice review. We would absolutely love it. It really, really does help um, push up our uh, listenership and it gets gets our 
podcast out and about and it's uh, it's lovely. So, but um, you can do that. Uh, God, it's fucking Waffle Central. Sorry, can someone else take over? <laughs> no, you did a great job. That was lovely. Fine. They, yeah. It was fine, Joan. Joan, <laughs> fuck you. Women talking bollocks. If you have enjoyed WTV, please make sure that you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a little review. Or you can check out our socials now on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and you never know, we may even get on TikTok. And if you do like the show, please do have a look at our Patreon for bonus content and weekly treats. Well, that did. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.